Good morning and welcome to Over Ears Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Nesta R. and I am a recovered compulsive overeater in Toronto, Canada. Today is Friday, May. No, second, I have the wrong date. May 21st. May 21st. I'm looking at the wrong page in the calendar. Sorry. Um, 2021. And today we are reading from the big book, and we are on page 59. We're going to read the second paragraph, which starts with, here are the steps we took, and we're going to read to the first three steps, ending with, over to the care of God as we understood him. Today's readers are 12 Steps, Dory P, 12 Traditions, Denise H, the text, Tenzin P, Vanita L, Megan P. Our newcomer greeter is Jason K, and the host for the second hour is Mo H. The reference numbers for yesterday, um, Thursday, May 20th, are for the 7 a.m. meeting, 16985. For the 10 a.m. meeting, 16986. OA Preamble. Overreaders Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, to shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. OA's sole purpose, our sole purpose, OA's, OA's fifth tradition states each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. And I will now ask Dory P to read the 12 steps. Good morning, Dory. Good morning, Nessa. Thank you. Good morning, fellows. The 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people, whatever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. 
and 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for letting me do service. Thank you, Dori. And now Denise H. is going to read the 12 traditions. Good morning, Denise. Denise, we don't hear you. Please press star one. Can you hear me now? Now we can. Go ahead, please. Okay, I'm sorry, I was babbling on. Okay, it's Denise H. in South Carolina. <clears throat> the 12 Traditions of Alcoholics Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon AA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for AA's membership is a desire to stop drinking. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or AA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the alcoholic who still suffers. Six, an AA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the AA name to any related facility or outside enterprise lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every AA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Alcoholics Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, AA as such ought never be organized but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10, Alcoholics Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the AA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, and films. 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all our traditions ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Pass. Thank you, Denise. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing. And we and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing on what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, please press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star one to mute your phone again. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today we resume our study of the big book and we are on page 59, the second paragraph starting with, here are the steps we took and we're gonna read through the first three steps ending with, 
over to the care of God as we understood him. And I'm going now to ask Tenzin T to begin the reading. Good morning, Tenzin. Good morning, everyone. Tenzin T checking in from New York City. Here are the steps we took, which are suggested as a program of recovery. One, we admitted we were powerless over alcohol, food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. And three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Well, wow. So um, on one of the calls recently, someone uh, referred to what's happening at this point in the big book as coming to a crescendo. Well, yes, and it's also like a rocket ship taking off. Here, the, the growth of the whole program from that simple beginning of Bill and Ebby at a kitchen table is really taking off here. So step one, we admitted we were powerless over alcohol, that our lives had become unmanageable. Um, powerless in the sense that our human resources had failed us. We are broken. We are deficient. And there's two parts to step one. There's the addiction of the body and the mind. That's part one. What's wrong with my body? Once I start, I can't stop. The allergy produces craving. And with my mind, what's wrong with my mind? Once I stop, I can't stay stopped. I don't learn from the consequences. And the second part of step one is the unmanageability. Um, this has to do with our will. It has to do with the self-centeredness, the spiritual malady. Um, it's a human condition. It's a human condition. It's a natural state for all of us. Um, and we treat that malady of the will uh, going through the steps and ultimately with 10, 11, and 12 for the rest of our lives. Um, step one is about wishing for a new experience. Um, I'm going to go on to step two so I don't run out of time. So coming to believe that a power, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Step two is a decision, therefore, to find power. It's the first uh, time of naming it for myself in the process of the steps. It's a decision that there is a power that is not us, not me, but is deep within me, a greater power that is available to me, to us, is not our knowledge, it's not our feeling, it is a decision. It's, um, it's, it's a decision that God is, that's my act of faith. It's a chasm that we jump into, it's a mystery. I give it a name a concept that has some meaning to me, but knowing that whatever name I give it is inadequate to the mystery that that is, but it's the best we can do as humans. Am I willing to believe? Willingness is the cornerstone, the first step in the foundation, the cornerstone of an arch. Will That analogy, architectural analogy, will continue into the third step and beyond. Um, Okay, and then made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as Hi. we understood him. Thank you. I'm just going to wrap this up. Step two is a decision about God. What is God? As opposed to step three is a decision for God, a decision to have a relationship with God 
to turn our will and our life over. And wishing everyone a good trip from here out. That's it. Thank you very much, and I pass. Thank you so much, Tenzin. Uh, we value everyone's experience. So if you shared on Wednesday or Thursday, we kindly ask that you let others have a turn today. And uh, with that, who would like to share? This is Larry Kay. Rita Q. Vanessa N. Larry, Lisa, Vanessa. Dara L. Dara. Johan N. Joanne N. Everybody's being so nice and polite. Adriana T. And Adriana T. Okay, let's go with this group. It's a good group. Uh, Larry K. Uh, Lisa G or T. Um, Vanessa M. Dara L. Joanne M. Adriana T. So we're going to start with Larry K. Followed by Lisa G or T. Go ahead, Larry. Oh, good morning, Nessa. Uh, thanks so much for your service. Larry K. Recovered from Chicago. You know, uh, I'm just going to focus on the first step where we admitted we we're powerless over alcohol and our lives have become unmanageable. You know, it's, it's a doorway into this program. Now, for me, it's, it's worth uh, acknowledging that this 12-step program has a presence in about 180 countries in the world where there's I think there's something like 120,000 individual groups of hopeless addicts, you know, that, that uh, of one sort or another. Lot, lots and lots of sick people have been getting well since 1935. And the only reason that I mention this, at the, it, it, you know, at this point is because there's one reason, because this program just flat out works. And, you know, if you, if you look at these steps and say to yourself, huh, you know, I, I wonder if this will be any good. You, the, point of, the point of this is a lot of people come here and say to themselves, well, I, I don't think that applies to me. AA started in 1935 with just two people, and now there's hardly a, a county in this entire country, you know, that doesn't, uh, that doesn't have a 12-step uh, group. In fact, you know, morning, noon, and night, you can find a group anywhere in the world you can find a group and it's just a remarkable phenomenon so you know we have meetings and we have sponsors and we have retreats and we have all sorts of great stuff but let me tell you that the heart of this spiritual program of change is found in only one place it's found in the 12 steps all the rest of it is just the atmosphere it's important you know the, the program world right and 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 they were you know the, it was intended for only one purpose to push us back to working the 12 steps. And if you've been around for a while, you've realized that the, the reason we go to meetings is to keep reminding ourselves that, you know, what the answer is. Because my brain wants to constantly convince myself there's a new answer. There's, there's something else out there. No, the answer is these 12 steps. This is a, it's a game plan for living. This is a game plan for how it works. And, and the primary thing that happens when you devote your life to the 12 steps, the, the biggest thing that happens is you stop doing it your way. And that causes an immediate reversal of direction for most of us. And if you think about it, most of us don't want to change. We come here with our own plan. This is my style. This is how I operate. We all come here with a chapter entitled How It Works For Me. 
and you put it together, so it's yours. And our pride doesn't want us to let go of our game plan. But when I come to OA, others can quickly draw the conclusion that, you know what, when I look at you, Larry, when I look at your plan for living, I notice that it isn't working so well. And that's just an inference when they look at us. So if, if let's face it, when, when you arrived here, thanks, Nessa, when you arrived here, you didn't get here on a winning streak. So for me, no admission, there's zero possibility of change. But with admission, I can step through this doorway. And I can move from a life of misery and suffering to hope and contentment. So I'm great, grateful with that. With that, I pass. Thanks. Thank you, Larry. Next up, Lisa, and then followed by Vanessa M. And Lisa, if you can confirm the initial of your last name, that would be great. Good morning. Lisa, we cannot hear you. Can you please? Press star one, please. Here I am, Nessa. Thank you. I, I was talking. I thought I was unmuted. Thank you so much for your service. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. This is Lisa B. I'm a recovered compulsive oh. overeater in Greenville, South Carolina. And I do spell my name L-E-S-A. Um, it says here are the steps we took. Oh, my gosh. I crave and continue to crave understanding a deeper, a deeper experience with the steps. And this is my um, emergency room treatment. Steps one, two, and three is when I get into the emergency room to stop the bleeding. It just bandages me up. And it can take like a second, really, steps one, two, and three. It doesn't have to take a long time. Um, but the medicine really begins, you know, in the, the next few steps, you know, that we're going to be talking about. But steps one, two, and three is me coming to a conclusion of my mind and and making that decision and i i don't it's not meant that i stay on these steps forever but as a recovered person um you know i keep deepening my understanding of steps one two and three on an ongoing basis and i've been studying so much and experiencing more and more of what these steps mean and i learned recently from an aa speaker that that dash that is actually equal to an equal sign it means an equal sign that my life is powerless in on my life is unmanageable in the food and out of the food and with someone that i have some time being recovered i see the unmanageability you know and i'm am i out of the food but that unmanageability can still be there in a second and i need to go back to that you know intensive care treatment and then step two is coming to believe i like that it says came to believe it's like over a, a period of time um, and that sanity, I've said this before in this line, sanity, a synonym for that is stability. And that's been so meaningful to me. I want the stability. I need that stability. But also the, the sanity, being restored to sanity, um, I had to see that I'm delusional. I can be delusional, even in recovery. And then that decision, turning my will, my life, you know, my thoughts, my attitude, those are the things that go on quietly in my head that I don't share with people that I need to turn over and I need to share that with others. And um, it's to the care. What I've been learning about lately in the past few months is really what that word care means over to the care. It's almost like I never saw that word before, but now I'm seeing it in a whole new way over to the care of this loving power. And I couldn't access that loving power until I really took my medicine, you know, which are steps four through nine. But 
I'm so glad to be in this deep, intensive study with you and to be in intensive care in these steps. So with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Lisa. Next stop, we have uh, Vanessa N, followed by Dara L. Good morning, Vanessa. Good morning, Nessa. Can you hear me? Absolutely. Go ahead, please. Thank you so much. This is Vanessa N, recovered in California for today. So grateful to be here and to get to share on these amazing steps. Um, and I think I'll focus on step three. We made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood God. Oh, I love taking this step. Um, and I, you know, I take all 12 steps every day. And today it's, it's 4.20 in the morning here. And I have taken the first three steps. And um yeah, turning, turning my life over every day. And I get specific in my prayers about what I'm turning over. And, and I spend a lot of time on this step. And it, you, nobody needs to do that. But for me, it's so helpful to just get specific and share with my higher part, who I call God, um, all of these things that I get to let go of, that I get to just turn over to the care of God. And then I don't have to worry about them anymore. It is so liberating to be able to do that. And just through the act of doing that every day, I continue to deepen my spiritual life and my relationship with God. And through that, my relationship with life, with myself, and with other people. Um, and working these steps has completely and truly changed my life. I am so grateful for this amazing program of living, this design for living that really works. Um, Working the steps in this program specifically, this is not my first program, um, but working them in this program specifically with somebody who has recovered, who has worked the steps before me, who continues to work them and who guided me through the steps in such a beautiful and loving way. Um, that too was a result of my third step work in turning my will and my life over and trusting that I would be guided to the right people, places, situations, and circumstances so that I can now say that I am recovered, that I have sanity around food, that food is in its proper place, um, and that I don't have to worry about it or obsess about it all day, every single day. It's such a true and and gift that I cannot possibly put into words, just like I cannot possibly put higher power into words. Um, so thank you, everybody, for this meeting, for your service, for all of the amazing shares already today. I am really looking forward to hearing what everybody else has to say. And uh, with that, I pass. Thank you, Vanessa. Uh, Dara L., it's your turn, followed by Joanne M. Good morning, Dara. Great. Good morning. I'm Dara L. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Philadelphia. And um, before I share on the first three steps, I just wanted to contextualize it with what we read yesterday, which is that, you know, half measures availed us nothing. And it occurred to me um, yesterday that, um, you know, what it's talking about, right, is this idea that God is everything. And um, this this ability to live in this spiritual plane of existence, which I had no ability to do that prior to working the steps. And I have no ability to do that um, without working the steps. And so then, you know, we dive into the steps and it talks about powerlessness 
which for me, you know, is really, it's really freeing if I look at, you know, if I look ahead, if I look down the road and I know that actually I'm going to be connected with a power, with an ultimate power, with the power that shows me, um, you know, how to live in a way that I was never capable of and, st- and I'm never going to be capable of living uh, without locking into that power. Um, and then, you know, coming to believe that a power greater than myself could restore me to sanity, like, it is so, it's beautiful for me that there's a power greater than myself. And um, I didn't expect it to be. I thought that I would feel scared and small and sad, you know, if I wasn't playing God. And actually the reverse has been true. I, I feel um, an unlimited sense of power flowing through me and in others. And I'm not responsible for all the bazillion things I thought I was responsible for before. Um, and then the making a decision, you know, I am, um, I'm a person, I've re- this is the fourth time that I've recovered. I've had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, and I am free of the compulsion to eat. And for me, in the past, step three was always the step that, um, that did me in. And I think it's because I'm a double addicted person, and I kept trying to treat a second addiction as a character defect and didn't understand why I felt empty, um, even after working these steps, even after having a spiritual awakening. And I'm so grateful that today, you know, I'm not, I haven't held anything that I'm aware of, at least back from God. You know, I've given all of myself over to the God, goddess, God X, love, light. You know, I mean, I have a lot of words that I use to describe the power of my very limited understanding, but I, I've turned it all over. And I find that when I'm not worshiping anything except a divinity, like something so much vaster than me, um, I feel a level of freedom that I've never been able to experience when I was worshiping anything, you know, and, and I'm capable of worshiping a lot of things that bring me sadness and desperation, but this has brought me freedom and love and truth and an ability to connect to myself and others. And, um, that's my timer. Uh, yep. And I'm so, so grateful to be on this meeting and thanks all for your service. And I'll pass. Thank you, Dara. Joanne M., you're up next, followed by Adriana T. Good morning, Joanne. Hi, good morning. Uh, my name is Joanne M., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeat in Sweden. Thank you so much for service this morning and for the amazing shares so far. It's uh, just amazing to be on this meeting. Uh, and uh, great, great uh, paragraph. Um, when I first came to when I first came to uh, to vision, I heard people saying like, uh, "I'm I'm grateful for every precious bite," and I thought that you guys were crazy. <laughs> uh, but today I am grateful for every precious bite that I had uh, because that drove me into admitting that I was completely powerless, and the food drove me there. And uh, step one is so incredibly important because step one is the step that our Know, driving me to, full, to to go through this program. If I don't have uh, step one in me, you know, cemented in me, uh, why would I, I leave, leave my, my life in the hands of, of God? Why would I make inventory? Why would I go out and make amends? And, you know, and, and continue to live in, live in step 10, 11, and 12. Uh, but I know that I am screwed. Uh, I know that this is a life and death matter uh, because the food has showed me that. And that is what step one is for me. 
It's the, it's the drive to go through. And that is the step that are driving me to go through all these steps and to get the spiritual awakening uh, and get into recovery. And step two for me was, uh, was hard when I first came to the rooms because I called myself, myself an, an atheist. But uh, my, my sponsor then made it very, very easy for me and said that, uh, could you believe that uh, power graders and yourself have, have, have helped me? And I could do that. So uh, there I was at step two. And then I was at step three and I was putting my, 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 my life in the hands of uh, a loving God. And I'm so eternally grateful for, for, for this program and for every precious bite that took me to this program and took me to my first step and to all these steps and to vision uh, and with that i pass thank you so much thank you joan um adriana t um you're next and then we'll take some more names good morning adriana good morning for your service and everyone else doing service on the line this is Adriana T, Recovered Compulsive Reader in Detroit, Michigan. And um, so happy to be here and share on this. Um, what came to mind today was that first sentence, these are the steps we took, and their suggested program of recovery. Um, it kind of made me think about my experience so far with sponsorship and how, you know, I really can't force feed this program to anybody. Um, they have to be ready and willing to start this journey. And, um, you know, that's really been a big awakening for me. Um, having issues with codependency myself, um, just being able to let people have their experience with their higher power through the steps and not feel like I can control that in any way or um, say the right thing to make them understand it. Um, I'm learning that God really has control over all of that as well. You know, um, it's a surrender process. And um, some people are going to jump head first into the, the program and, you know, other people, um, you know, it may take them another time around to uh, in the food to, uh, to get it and be willing. And so I have to kind of let go of my um, expectations. And, you know, expectations about the steps is kind of a good thing to think about too, is, and just the program in general of recovery. Um, you know, I came in very, very focused on the food and, you know, that's really looking back, just nothing like people say, like the, the entrance ticket into the program, you know, like, of course, no one would go into Alcoholics Anonymous and start working the steps without putting the alcohol down. I mean, the food has to be down in order for us to grab on to this new solution, which for me, I wanted it to be a quick solution, just like the food was to my problems and um, my uncomfortable feelings. But it's really not a quick solution. It's every day working the program it happens on its own time frame solution. <laughs> and uh, it's really a beautiful thing, actually, because I have to let go in order for the program to work the way it's supposed to work. Um, and that's different than any other way I tackled my food program before. So um, 
I like the part in the big book where it talks about um, when the spiritual malady is addressed, everything else straightens out. And that's really been true for me. Um, I'm happy to say that um, I've lost almost 90 pounds now in this program. And, you know, this past weekend I was able to renew my vows. Thank you. I'll just wrap up. I was able to renew my vows with my spouse in the same wedding dress I wore eight years ago. And um, I never would have been given that gift if it weren't for this program and um, just all the other beautiful gifts that have come along with it. So with that, I'll pass things. Thank you, Adriana. And uh, we are reading uh, from page 59, the second paragraph that starts with, um, here are the steps we took. We're reading through the first three steps, ending um, on um, over to the care of God as we understood him. And now, before I put some names, let me just remind everyone that we value your experience, that if you shared Wednesday or Thursday, we can be asked that um, you let others have a turn today. Um, who would like to share? Karen P. Karen? Loretta H. Christoph L. Stefan M. Devora S. One second, one second. One second. There was somebody between Christoph S. and Devora and, and Stefan M. Who was that? Stephanie K. Okay, thank you. Okay, uh, we have six names, so let's go with that, and, and then we'll take more names if there are. There is time. Let me tell you who I have. I have Karen G. I think, Loretta H., Christoph F., Stephanie K., Stephan M., and Devorah S. So let's start with that. Um, I think it was Karen G. Uh, who spoke up first, uh, followed by Loretta. Good morning, Karen. Did I hear Karen? Hi, can I be heard? I think it's Sonia A. I don't know if that doesn't sound like Karen, but that's I, I did say my name. Okay, well, you know what? Right. Go ahead. Okay, <laughs> thank you. Hi, this is Sonia A., Recovering Compulsive Eater, and grateful to be here. Um, <clears throat> the first time I'm sharing in a while on this line. Um, came to believe, so let's see, um, step one for me, this big book was written not thinking about food. So my mind likes to try to really overthink this, right? And I have a problem with my thinking. That's also what the big book says. I have a bigger problem than the drinking. It's the thinking. So I just need to get grounded back in that reality that I do have the issue with, with my thinking. Um, that being said, I, I do need to pray, turn over, ask, what is this piece around I am powerless over food? Um, it's alcohol. Alcohol, I, I, I have wished I was an alcoholic. Food, I have to eat to stay alive. I don't want to eat, right? It's like, take the food out of my life and everything will be fine, is what that mind tells me. Um, but I, I, the fact is I have to eat something to stay alive one day at a time. I mean, I could go three weeks without food or something like that, but obviously that doesn't work either. So, um, so 
here I am. And what I have landed on with step one, by the grace of God, is that actually if I drink, I'm not an alcoholic. If I drink, the alcohol has an effect on my body. I will feel something. Um, I'm not a drug addict. I've never done drugs. If I took a line, did a line of Coke, it would, I would feel something in my body. And for me, when I eat food, the, something happens to me. And it's just a fact for me. And unfortunately, it feels like I can compulsively eat. Everybody talks about get out of the food, but get out of the food for me means I, I'm not going to ever eat again. I can compulsively eat abstinent food. I've been abstinent from sugar and flour for over five years now. Um, I have an extremely clean diet and I can compulsively eat very high quality food. So I am powerless over the way food affects my body. God damn it. I mean, excuse me, I'm sorry, but it just pisses me off when I want to be a normal eater, right? A normal person. And by the grace of God, uh, today I realize, wow, this is like when I put food in my mouth, this is what happens. So when I can admit my powerlessness over the effect that food has on me and I put myself into a container like this program, committing my meals one day at a time and taking the medication of the steps and doing the work and coming to the meetings and sharing, then I, I get this medication, um, my daily dose, in order for me to just stay abstinent and clean and sober. I heard that. I'll finish now. One moment at a time, one meal at a time, and the, um, the static around the, the allergy of the body reduces um, one day at a time. Thanks. Thank you, Sonia. Next up, Loretta H. and then Christophe. Good morning, Loretta. Good morning, Nessa, and everybody on this line who saves my life. This is Loretta H. I am a recovered compulsive overeater with God's grace today. Here are the steps we took, which suggested a program of recovery. Uh, this is a my structured solution to my problem, which is definitely in my mind and an allergy in my body. And I love the idea of the equal that somebody just shared, I hope I'm not, that it equals the unmanageability of my life. And that's, I thought I came in here and had a food problem and I actually had a life problem. And so today I know I'm powerless over both of those. And then I have the opportunity to turn my life and my insanity in a belief of something I did not come in to fine because I was an agnostic into something that would actually maybe solve all my problems. Oh my God, miracles. And then I make this decision to turn my will and my life over to the care of God as we understood him. And I today, as opposed to looking the maid, I am a maid to God and his directions and corrections. So not only do I make a decision, I, I'm a maid to his decisions today. So I turn my thinking over to the care of God, and then I take that intuition into my actions. 
And um, I always say this every single day, thy will be done, thy will be one, O-N-E, and then I can win it like thy will be one, W-O-N. And it works because I have this structured solution today. And if I can do this every single morning, somebody has shared that she takes a white handkerchief as soon as she gets out of bed and twists it. And that's what, I don't do that, but I imagine I do that. So with that, I can actually be free and surrender into this day. And that's all I've got today. And I want to make it the best day I can. So I do this work. And because of you guys, I'm safe because of my God, I'm safe. And um, my life is good. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Loretta. Christoph F., you're up, followed by Stephanie K. Good morning, Christoph. Hi, my name is Christoph L., as in love. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. No worries, no worries. Thank you very much for taking the meeting. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Pennsylvania. These, uh, this paragraph here is, is talking to me a lot about humility, finding the steps, finally finding the solution to this problem that I've, that I've been having for a very, very long time. And a solution that I never even knew I, I needed so badly before I told my therapist one Monday evening that I, everything was pretty good in my life except I can't get the weight under control. And I couldn't have been any further from the truth. Um, so, you know, and she suggested that, well, there's a program like OA. And so on a Tuesday evening, I, I, I got gravitated towards this, this program, this meeting. And I said, well, if there's something there that I can try, I will. And I have never tried any diet programs before or anything like that. I've just, I've just been miserable and desperate and, and living my life in the disease. And I guess I was finally ready. You know, I had, I had, you know, I like really enjoy what was said. I'm, I ought to be thankful for every pizza I ever had. And so I, uh, I went on to the meeting and I, I went to my very first meeting and I listened to all these people share their stories and, and I heard the steps and the first three steps and I heard step one and I said, yes, yes. And just coming to the solution radically changed my, my outlook and my mind and my understanding of, you know, going back to the night before talking to my therapist saying everything is pretty good. Then to the next day, 24 hours later saying, well, my life is unmanageable. I, I can't do anything. I'm powerless. I, and I, I couldn't, I was miserable. I couldn't hold a job. I, I, I had poor relationships with people. I was lying, cheating, stealing my way through life. And I was in a really, really bad spot. And it is very humbling to me to come to a, a place where there is people sitting there and admitting that they are powerless and that they cannot manage their lives. They, they are absolutely miserable. And it took that for me, this, this display of humility of, of these other folks to understand where I was at and to start taking steps and, you know, to get down this whole rabbit hole of God and higher power, you know, and I can't even get into this in three minutes, but just step one, you know, I, I thought, yes, you know, this is, 
I, I needed this. You know, it's, it has to be okay for me to be powerless, to be, for my life to be unmanageable. Here is a place, here's a program, here's a, a bunch of people that allow me to be powerless and allow me to be, thank you very much, allow me to be out of control and to admit that and work the program from there. And I'm very grateful for the program today. Thank you very much. I pass. Thank you, Christoph. And um, Stephanie K., it's your turn, followed by Stephanie M. Good morning, Stephanie. Hi, can you hear me okay? Beautiful, go ahead. Wonderful. Um, good morning, I'm Stephanie K. I'm a newly recovered uh, compulsive overeater in Maryland um, and so incredibly grateful for this program and everyone who's shared so far. Um, I wanted to share my experience, strength and hope with steps one through three, uh, coming in as a strong agnostic, I mean really strong agnostic, where I believed that, oh, I'm sorry, my daughter's calling me, I'm I'm sorry. Um, anyone who would like to hear my experience, strength, and hope, please find my number on the member list and shoot me a text. Thank you. Sorry, I passed. Thank you, Stephanie. Um, Stephanie Ann, followed by Devorias. Uh, good morning, Stefan. Can you please press star one? We don't hear you. Did I hear Stephanem or are my ears not awake yet? I heard an M, an M. Who is that? An M. Oh, an M, please go ahead. Okay. Hi, thank you so much. Hi, Vanessa, how are you? Thank you so much. And thank you, Harlan, there for, for your voice. Um, my name is Anne M. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Ireland. Uh, grateful to be on the line and uh, powerful shares. Yeah, I love this part as well, you know, and I love the part just before it, above it, which says, you know, complete abandon, uh, complete abandon. And uh, yeah, it's like where we go into this, you know, desperate dying. And, and, and basically it's, it's, it's just the last, the last, the last, I suppose, shop on the, on the block. Um, or going in wholeheartedly. Um, I just loved as well, you know, the the words that we took and suggested. Yeah, you have to be willing. Nobody like we shared is going to force this. But I think that's the rock bottom that we come to. You know that you have to be willing yourself. You have to be surrendered. Um, and it is that gift of desperation. Definitely, it really is. Um, and the steps, you know, the steps we took, you know, and th those three first steps. You know, I love it shared before it was, you know, the food is unmanageable and I'm powerless over my life. And that is my story. Definitely. You know, the food is unmanageable. I've got this illness. I've got this disease. It's twofold in nature and my life is unmanageable, but it's also I'm powerless over it. I'm powerless over the people, places and things. And, you know, I'm addicted to control and I can't accept life on life terms. And that's what that means for me. And I need God to discipline, you know, this the discipline of the of the of the program, and uh, yeah, higher power, and to, and to the, my higher power to be my director, um, 
I just, yeah, and the second part, you know, step two, again, is my solution. It's really step one for me is my diagnosis and step two is my solution and step three is my treatment plan. Um, yeah, and it's just step three is the decision. You know, it's lining up, it's getting on that diving board, getting ready to take, you know, take the plunge. Um, and I have to be ready and I have to be willing and I have to be honest and open as well. And, and you know, it does work. And, and you know, it's it's like it's shared before, you know, the the program is the steps and the solution is a higher power. And in between is what we have to take and what we have to do and the actions we have to take to get to get this connection, to get unblocked and get fully connected. Because I need this full rays of sunlight from the spirit to give to give me, you know, neutrality around food, to give me a life and to give me, you know, freedom. And, and, and certainly, you know, to have a, a spiritual awakening, the food has to be down first. So I'm very, very grateful. Thank you so much again, Nessa, for your service. And thank you, Harlan, for hearing me. With that, I pass. Thank you, Anne. And Devorias, you're up. Hi, good morning, everyone. And thank you, Nessa, and everyone on this line that makes this meeting possible. My name is Devora S. and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from New Jersey. And Again, here are the steps we took, which are suggested as a program of recovery. Um, I love that because, first of all, it's all the steps, and there's an order to it. It starts with number one, right? You know, as an addict, I like just to go to the end and just see what's going to happen. You know, how many of times I, I started a book, and <clears throat> I just want to go to the end and see how the outcome's going to be, and just who cares about the middle? Let me just get to the, you know, I don't need all the details in the middle. I just want to see how it turns out. Um, but I can't do that with these steps. I have to start at the beginning. Um, and the first thing is that, defe- that, that that powerlessness, number one. You know, I'm defeated. Uh, my way is just not working. Um, I, I can't indulge um, and with these foods and think that, I'm, that I got this thing. So I got to put the food down, get abstinent, get clean, and, um, and know my powerlessness. Um, I have no willpower. Um, maybe it used to work in a while, uh, a long time ago, but certainly left and I don't have it and that's okay. And to admit that powerlessness over, over my food, over our finances, over so many things in my life. Um, and, 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 and it's okay. And then, and then to continue, you know, um, I have to believe that there is a power greater than myself and I'm not it, you know, to, sur- to just to know that there is a God and it's not me find that power and then number three is making that decision you know to surrender um to surrender just to surrender every single day every moment of the day um and to seek god's will um and here it is it's going in order a beautiful order um and that's how i can get the results and i have to continue it doesn't say here is a step it's all the steps every day i have to continue working the steps so i can live in the solution and 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 grow in a relationship with my higher power. Um, and what a privilege that is to be able to do that, to go to sleep at night after doing my step 11 and waking up again and going back to step one, because that's where it, that's where the beginning is. I, 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 something happens to me in the night, I forget, but I have to constantly be taking these steps in order um, and living them each day. Um, and and then I then it brings me to the freedom 
um, in, in all areas. And uh, really, really grateful to be part of this. And I will pass. Thank you so much. Thank you, Devorah. And we have time for one more share. Who would like to jump in? Carmela G. Michael M. Karen P. Wait, sorry, I heard, Car- I heard Carmela. So, Carmela, please uh, take us out. Go ahead. Carmela G. Thank you so much. Thank you for everyone on the line. Um, my name is Carmela G, and I am a grateful, recovered, compulsive eater through the grace of God this day. Um, steps one, two, and three. Everyone, when I entered this program, I didn't care about what spiritual. All I want to do is I have over 100 pounds to lose. How am I going to do that? And then I realized I got a sponsor. I worked a step. Step one, she told we read, we're powerless. Powerless? I'm not powerless. I'm a powerful woman. Step one was the most difficult step to take, but yet, Oh, Carmela G, you disappeared. Can you hear me now? Perfect. Go ahead. Okay. I think there's gremlins in the phone. Um, So step one was difficult, but it was the most rewarding because once I was open and ready to receive, the reality was, If I can connect through step two to a power greater than Carmela, I can receive that power to walk through life, get the directions, the design for living, if I'm willing to follow that power and totally surrender. And that was such a revelation that every single day I begin with the first three steps as soon as I open my eyes. Could I have another day like that, please? If it's your will, show me. Let me be of maximum service to you and to my fellows. And that is the only way that I at night can put my head on the pillow after reviewing my day And saying thank you again for this beautiful day. No matter how many rocks were in that road of the day, you got me through. And thank you. And that is what my program looks like every day, one day at a time. And that is what step one, two, and three did for me once I was willing to open up and learn and forget what I knew and accept. And with that, I pass, and thank you so much. Thank you, Carmela, and thank you to everyone for sharing uh, and for being here today. Um, Please join us for the second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. The share ID for today, Friday, May 21st, 2021, is 16993. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. 
Uh, Megan T, would you please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Yes, Megan P, recovered in North Carolina. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you, sh- and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then. 